0: Welcome to the very first episode in the Sustainable Florist podcast. I'm Kristen Somerville and I run a little florist business in a place called Topor, New Zealand.
1: And I'm Philip Somerville and I'm not going to be here for the majority of this. I'm, I'm just here to interview her this one time. I'm her husband.
0: So, um, in this podcast series, um, I'm going to interview those in the florist and flower growing business in New Zealand about issues relevant to our industry here because while I love listening to overseas podcasts I feel like um we're all very disparate here and we don't often talk and that when I listen to those podcasts overseas um it doesn't always feel like it relates simply because the numbers here are just so much smaller and we're so much further away from other markets um and at XOX, sustainability is at the core of what we do, which is why I've called this the Sustainable Florist Podcast. Uh, so for the first episode, I thought I'd introduce my business and explain a bit about my own floristry journey. So I've got my lovely husband, Phil, Yay! here to interview me. Yeah, you're right,
1: Can I talk now? Awesome. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm only going to be here this once. <laughs> and then I'm gone. Um, all right, I have these questions here that um, someone's prepared for me. Why floristry, Kristen? Why was that?
0: <laughs> well, it was never going to be anything else, really. Um, one of my earliest photos that Mum has of me as uh, a toddler is of um, tearing up a little yellow flower in my hand that I'd obviously stolen from her garden. So, um, I've as long as I can remember, I've always been picking flowers from the garden from mum's garden from my grand's garden and probably that was one of the first things that you would have realized about me when we first got together mm. when we were 18 yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that you love flowers but what got you seriously into flowers though was it the supportive husband um was it me did I do that
0: well actually it really helped a lot (laughs) because if you weren't supportive then I wouldn't be here quite frankly it doesn't say Um, that in
1: the script and she went with it yeah
0: yeah, yeah. well you know it's the truth to be perfectly honest Um, you know I uh, it took a lot to get into floristry mainly because when I um, looked around at the kind of floristry um, I saw it was really disheartening and wasn't Mm. the sort of stuff that I liked that spoke to me, so I...
1: It was all clean lines and 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 abstract stuff.
0: Oh, and it just it? seemed like, oh, you know, I look at some of it and I think, why have you done that? It's like you put in this crazy angle for the sake of putting in a crazy angle, and then you filled in yeah. all the gaps for the <laughs> sake of filling in all the gaps, but where's... The meaning and the connection that was a, uh, in that—that that.
1: That was a time when, like, floral design was a was a thing, wasn't it? When it was a design, yeah. And, it was, and people I wanted to bring in straight lines and and crazy stuff that doesn't exist in nature.
0: Well, yeah, I, I don't know, and I just it didn't speak to me, and I thought I don't want to learn that kind of style. And have to be forced to do someone else's style in order to pass a course. so ah,
1: so now we get down to it. you, yeah. want to get, you wanted to become a florist so that you could do your own thing.
0: I could do it my way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit selfish like that.
1: <laughs> um, so uh, I know this part of the story, but won't you tell the listeners? Um, when did you become a florist?
0: Uh, so I didn't really become well, I didn't really start calling my florist properly myself a florist until a couple of years ago
1: um it's like being an artist or something else like that you don't want to call yourself that until you feel like you've reached a certain standard is that right yeah yeah so was it did you reach a standard and then go right I'm a florist now or did you just dive in first and, and go right I'm becoming a florist you, do you know what I mean Which yeah
0: kind of first? um it was a bit of both um uh, because you know I'd been doing it for a while you know getting slowly busier doing more weddings hmm. you know I had a website. But, you know, my job was actually mum and then it was part-time accounts receivable person and and mum and 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 part-time florist, but not proper florist. And Mm. so I guess it wasn't until I actually became a a full-time florist in my own business that I could justify calling myself florist. (laughs)
1: Paint the picture for us because um, some people might like be in the same situation. How did you start? Like, what was the space like?
0: Um, so, at the very beginning, I uh, I was a journalist, and I was getting burnt out in the newsroom and realised that wasn't really the place for me, and where I'd almost always felt most comfortable was arranging flowers, so I went... In our garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First in our garage. I didn't,
1: I didn't get a garage, ladies and gentlemen. Ever. I, no. I've ne- the entire time we've been together, the garage has been Kristen's domain, so it's fortunate I'm not into cars and engines and things.
0: Yeah. So uh, I went and approached a florist and said, can I sweep your floors mm. and I'll just do anything um, and work it around my other job mm. and so you don't have to pay me and I'll just want to learn what you do.
1: So you, you, you paid your dues, you did a bit of the the, the work your way up from the bottom, grunt yep, work. Yep. When did it just become you and, and how did that look?
0: Uh, did that well, that florist business actually uh, closed down and i just decided that i couldn't stop and i managed to convince a couple of people that i worked with to let me do their wedding flowers and fortunately that went well
1: she massively undercharged them like (laughs) i saw your work i really liked it and i don't know a damn thing about flowers and when you told me how much you were charging i was like what
0: no what but I also had no idea what the hell I was doing, so I felt right. like I couldn't really justify charging a whole lot when it might all go spectacularly wrong, yeah. which fortunately it didn't. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so we did that for a couple of years, uh, and uh, then we went overseas, hmm. and I studied ikebana overseas, we were in, Japanese flower ranger. in renting.
1: Japan for five years there, folks, and yeah. um, Kristen dedicated herself to a particular school of ikebana. I can't remember what it's called. Sōgetsu. Sōgetsu. Mm. Right.
0: Um, yeah, that was cool and amazing, and I learnt some wonderful things and, and met came, some really
1: cool people.
0: Had lots of cups of tea. Lots and <laughs> lots
1: of cups of very strong Japanese tea. She would come so she would come home so high on caffeine, folks. She was the, like from the tripping. tea ceremony
0: lessons, not the ikebana lessons. Oh, sorry, I'm getting them confused.
1: Yeah, it was one then the other. Yeah, those were kind of your two your two things over there in Japan, and so. Like how much of that, how much of that school is in your designs these days? You don't have to put a percentage on it, but
0: well, to be honest, I've probably moved quite away from Ikebana, mm. but it's the basic principles. It's the idea of using what's in season and um, uh, using the spaces and. You know, seeing the perfection within imperfection, and kind of making that shine. Mm. Um, I guess those are the principles that i've I've kept. I've held fast to. All
1: right. So. Now, I suppose we're up to now. Um, you've moved out of the garage. You've got your own your own studio uh, a year and a bit ago. Now. Yeah,
0: so when we came back from Japan and I um, had a, a, a toddler and a new baby and I desperately wanted to get back into flowers, um, I ended up falling back into wedding flowers again because you can book those around the kids and organize your... Yeah. Organise your flower deliveries and your and babysitter. With, and with
1: a with a husband that not only sounds smooth uh, over the microphone, but also can look after the kids, <laughs> you were you were free to go off and and, um, and do flower things.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. basically. And luckily, my mum has always been an amazing gardener, and I've yes. always been able to go raid her garden.
1: Yes, let's not forget to talk about the mother-in-law.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, she's been an invaluable babysitter, <laughs> she, too. Yeah, no, yeah. she really has. Uh, yeah. Without you and without mum, I don't think I ever would have been able to even dream it, of having it takes my own business. a
1: village to raise a florist shop. <laughs> it
0: really does. It really does. <laughs> Um, free labor <laughs> can
1: can we talk about the business side for a bit because I imagine there's a few people out there who you know if they want to make a serious go of this what's the most what for you what was the most challenging part or what is the most challenging part uh, about being a businesswoman
0: first of all it was figuring out me and what what made me and my style different
1: Right, so a unique selling point.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You know, if I'm going to have this business, what are my bouquets going to look like? How am I going to wrap them so they look different to the florist drop down the road's mm. bouquets? Mm. Um, you know, just when you're starting from the beginning like that, just figuring out what makes you, you actually takes a fair bit of time and I don't think that process should be rushed necessarily okay
1: so so you got that sorted
0: yeah in the garage yeah
1: and then and then like was I, I don't know much about I've never been a businessman myself so as a businesswoman what you know how did you get the business side of it started how did you
0: slowly yeah very slowly Step baby, like, steps, baby steps baby I steps You know, and luckily um, you can do everything. You know, you can set up a Facebook page and get yourself in business these days. Um, You know, you do need to have a website, though. I think that that should be the core of your business, not your Facebook or your Instagram page. Right. Um, But you can't ignore...
1: No, I mean, the social media they're side. invaluable tools and, and people get their information firsthand from social media these mm. days and then go to your website. Yeah,
0: but you don't need to go and invest in a lease in an expensive studio in order right. to be a florist. You can, you know, set it up online, figure it out from your garage, Yeah, um, figure <laughs> out um, your logistics, you know, getting flowers to you and then from you out to other people
1: and I can ask you all these questions because I you know apart from supporting doing the family support thing I haven't been involved in the creation of your business and what I've seen you do from the outside is just baby step your way in a little bit at a time exposing yourself to a risk only where necessary and just you know kind of building it up step by step and just getting Mm. what you need at the time not aiming big and grabbing big straight away
0: Mm, would that mm. be fair yeah although to be honest one of my biggest weddings to date was one of the first weddings that I did
1: oh right <laughs> so,
0: you know phew
1: was that that one out of Poronui yeah yes, it was, that was beautiful. huge yep.
0: and honestly I couldn't have done it without you and without Derek, my stepfather. You do,
1: you do need good people around to help you. You really eh? do. You, yeah.
0: And and you need to accept that things aren't always going to go your way. Mm. And that really you just need to take one step at a time. And just keep putting one foot in front can of the other. F- even suggest, when you feel like you're getting nowhere.
1: Can I suggest that one, one of your biggest steps was one when you came to me one day and you were like, I, I want to do this. But I'm in full-time work at the moment.
0: Well, I was part-time, but, you Oh, know. You're part-time,
1: that's right. I was mm. full-time. Yeah. Um, and you're like, oh, I want to make the jump, but, you know, this is a big commitment. I leave my job. I go full-time florist. What if it doesn't work out? And we decided together that we we were going to give this a good try. Yeah. And you made the jump. And that was, the, that was a really hard decision. Would that be the hardest one so far? Have you had something worse since then I should know about? It.
0: No, no, that was <laughs> yeah. the scariest moment for me. Yeah. But that was also, I knew I could have... I could make a part-time income, income out of it because mm. I was. have been doing
1: that, yeah.
0: But uh, I was scared because I didn't know if I could make a full-time income out of it. And we had a mortgage to pay mm. and kids to feed. Mm. And it was terrifying. Mm. But <clears throat> I felt like I had pushed it as far as I could with my proper part-time job because...
1: And- and you this, know, they were, needed, they were being
0: pretty lenient with me. They were being pretty
1: lenient with you, <laughs> turning up late or or, or yeah. coming in with boxes of flowers. Or you're running out that. to yeah. do a delivery. And like like I say, you've got to have good. You've got to be in in your community, don't you? Yeah, this is what this podcast is all about, isn't it? You're yeah. wanting to build more of a community um, across New Zealand.
0: Yeah, I mean, as somebody starting out, you're terrified every moment. You're scared to market yourself. You're scared to call yourself. Should we
1: have called this por- podcast, Don't Be a Florist? The, yeah. it's well, the, the, the Scared Florist
0: ways. Podcast? The Scared Florist Podcast. Yeah, it's not For too shy florists who are yeah. afraid to. <laughs> yeah, this is day
1: one. We can change it even on day 50. So. Yeah,
0: but that is the thing. I mean, you're scared to reach out to your competition you're um terrified that somebody's gonna call you out
1: or steal your ideas or
0: yeah and it is awful when you do get a call and somebody was disappointed with the flowers that they received Mm. but you know you've just got to pick yourself up um in those circumstances be honest
1: apologize which you've, you've told me it's like one out of every 200 deliveries or yeah, something
0: right? yeah and, and you know you just got to remember that and you know and in those moments I have done my best to try and hmm. and put things right and sometimes they don't want you to put things right because you know they're just not your customer but there are So many other customers out there who've been amazing and encouraging. and Like
1: beautiful feedback from people. They've taken the time to write really nice stuff.
0: And really good friends in the beginning who've really supported and encouraged me. And um, without them, I would not be where i am now
1: okay so and even
0: where i am now is still terrifying <laughs> we've, we've still
1: got we've still got a few more questions here i want to ask you so can we do a little bit of roundup up um so far on, on on can we count them off on our fingers what it takes uh, to be a florist communities come up a lot yeah
0: good yeah. good friends and good support. good network. support yeah i mean when you have kids you know there are limitations as to what you can physically do in a day yeah um, your time
1: is no longer your own.
0: Yeah, and you know, you, there's no point sacrificing your family for your dream. You know, you've just got to figure out what you can actually do and In the be space happy. Of
1: time. And yeah. be happy with that amount.
0: Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So there's and, all
1: that usual, you know, stuff. Be being grateful and you know having the right mindset and
0: yeah, yeah. And I um have got to the point. So the biggest. Scariest thing was going full-time. The second most scariest thing was employing somebody. Mm. And then the third was taking on a lease.
1: Yeah, yeah, big step. Yeah. Um, And again, we have a great relationship with your landlords. Yeah, so,
0: so, you know, trust your instincts. Yeah. Um, It just, we looked at quite a few places and nothing really felt right until the right place <laughs> and it wasn't where I thought it was going to be and either in the industrial area no I, yeah. I um, assumed it would have to be downtown but no
1: but of course we're paying a much lighter lease in for a, a much
0: bigger space for a much
1: bigger space with in, car parking in the industrial <laughs> area yeah with a little bit of car parking and um, and it doesn't really matter because you're a, you're a what's the expression you're a diamond in the rough up there at the industry yeah, yeah, at the yeah. industrial <laughs> park, which is kind of cool on its own. But also, you know, you're del- primarily primarily a delivery business. Exactly. So, yeah. So, people don't come to your shop as much as you come to them.
0: Yeah, and that's good because you know, with myself and my employees, you know, if they've got family stuff, like if the kids are doing cross country, or they've got something on at assembly at school I want to be the kind of person who can go to those things and I want my employees to be able to go to those things Mm. and if we're in the industrial area and we happen to have to put a sign around that says we're back in five minutes you know because we we're out at something or we're life comes up yeah then at least people understand when you're in in the industrial area it doesn't look so good if you're a retail business in the middle of town
1: if you're in the middle of town you have to close your doors for five minutes it's it's a bit of a no-no because you live and die by foot foot traffic yeah um, yeah yeah i hadn't thought of that that's um yeah 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 so um why are you doing this podcast what's the plan
0: well like i was saying this is when you're a little florist in a little town in New Zealand, it is scary and you want friends. And also, I I used to be a journalist. That was the thing that I went and did instead of floristry. And I love listening to other florists and those in the flower industry telling their stories. And there's nothing I've really heard in New Zealand with people telling their stories here and we have such an amazing industry but we're all so disconnected so Mm. I just thought this is kind of a way to hear those stories create a few more connections and feel much more connected like we're all a part of something and we're all in this together doing this together feeling scared and terrified (laughs) together
1: it's a lot less scary with friends
0: exactly yeah and there's no reason that we shouldn't be friends. um. Even though we might be competitors, but we're all in this together.
1: A lot of the time, florists are, are in separate markets, though. Yeah, they?
0: exactly. And you that's know, what I've found. And
1: so you can cooperate, you can share ideas without, um, you know...
0: And cry on each other's shoulders.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's there.
0: Thanks very much for listening. And remember, we're all part of an amazing industry of artists showing their love through flowers and you know we're all creating connections with each other with nature so don't be afraid to reach out
1: you've been listening to the sustainable florist podcast uh, with Kristen somerville of xox floral tune in next time pretty please